When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for She Podcast episode 366. For those of you who are joining us live on our Facebook or YouTube, you should know that you get to witness the ever clever and amazing production skills of Elsie Escobar, who just started counting me down from 10, then switched to five, then three, and then also emphasized with her elbows. Yes. Anyway, thank you for joining us. This is She Podcast. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the producing, the writing, the directing, and the acting, Elsie Escobar. Hello. (laughs) Hello, what's up, everybody? We are so happy to have you here. We are entertaining as all get out. Okay, so listen, (laughs) you might hear a little bit of a difference between my audio, which you hear right now. Uh Uh-huh. And then Jessica doesn't have a microphone before because she told me she was going to have a microphone, but my understanding of a microphone and her understanding of a microphone are two completely different things. So when she said to me, that's not true. I just thought she was going to be good. Listen, she said, oh my God, let us not talk. Okay. I'm going to open this up real quick. I don't see what the problem is. Okay. Shall we show this is what I imagined. It's a microphone. I imagined she was going to be holding something like the Samsung Q2U, which is a perfectly fine microphone to use in locations that are less than stellar. It's the one that I travel with, and it's awesome. And you can just hold it and talk, and it sounds great. But Mm -hmm. Jess had other ideas. Can you please show and describe for those listening the microphone that you chose to use for our recording today? So first of all, I just want to, well, I'm not, I'm talking into it, even though it's not plugged in because I'm a dickhead. But first of all, it is, I would say about an inch, inch and a half long. And my bestest pal in the whole world, Melissa Belfiore bought yes. it for me. Um, I want one too, because, by the way. Because In a we, different color. We watch a TikToker named Pinky Patel who has one, but she has bedazzled the entire outside of it. So the whole thing has rhinestones on it. And Pinky Patel is hilarious. So she bought me one. Now, I am in a state of transition in this particular moment because I am having my office move from one room of the house to the other. So I didn't prepare as well as I probably should have because I thought that little microphone would be fine. I could just sit here and hold it while I recorded. But everything was going well. We had calls. She could hear me. It was fine. And then I went to turn on Adobe Audition. And when I tested it, it was terrible. And I was like, man, that's not good. So once I unplugged it, everything was fine. So yeah, it is It is cute. It is ruining today's episode is what's happening. And she's clearly salty about it. You could yes, bedazzle can. a larger mic. I plan on doing that immediately. Harry. Yes, you definitely can. And you, there's actually outfits for larger microphones, by the way, like the one, the Q2U. There are these little, I've looked through them and you can actually pull these little sleeves up on them mm-hmm. to like, it's kind of like, like a dress, like a spandex 
add, you know, dress up for this. You can also change the fuzzy thing on the top, the, the spongy thing. You really and, handle and, the head of that expertly, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> now that's going to get people to come watch our YouTube channel. We'll see. I doubt it. We'll but see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. But, um, but alas, okay. but here's alas. the, here's the scoop, Jess. Here's the thing. I went through this. I actually carried my handy dandy Samsung Q2U with me to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because I knew I was going to be recording with, not with you. I had to do a Q and A. I had to do a Q and A and then I had record, I had to record with Rob. So I was prepared and I paired things out. I'm like, I'm only going to take this one mic. Turns out that I have worn the uh, XL, not XLR, the USB cable so badly and the little connector thingy of the Q2U, the little USB connector so badly because I've been using it so much that it didn't, that it didn't work. Like I, I oh, could no. not make it what work. Is, oh, I, I was no, only able to get, terrible. I got it to work for um, our Q and A and that was great, but I could not get it to work for the feed. So guess what I had to do? I also had to record using headphones, but not my AirPods, just the, um, my, you know, poor John just had to deal with me having to record on the ear pods for the feed because my microphone didn't work, but come on now. It's like poor John is getting, I know he's here and he's mad. Well, he's not mad. He's He's just, he's having, I mean, why do you hate me? Well, I don't think we hate, I know it's horrible because here's the thing though, Jess, I actually tested the audio from the Bluetooth, the AirPods Bluetooth and testing it with the regular AirPods. And there's like a vast difference between the audio for those two things. Yes, I know. know, I'm sorry, John, John. I think all this to say, I can't trust. I know you were saying me like, you're treating me like I'm in kindergarten. But here's the thing though. When you said I'm going to, hold the microphone. I might just have to hold it. I was like, that's fine. We did that when we went to PodFest and recorded PodFest together. That was great. My thought is that you were going to use an actual microphone, not a tiny little inch and a half microphone to record. Yeah. So I'm just going to save face here by saying that anytime you're in charge of sponsorship or any kind of money conversation, I have to babysit you. So I guess yes, we're even. It just so happens that this is the more public facing thing that makes me look you're stupid. Correct. Whereas yes. you look stupid no. in private. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I don't even try to look stupid. Here's the thing. I'm I not just trying don't to look stupid try. either. I just do. I know. Same. I just go, she can take care of that. Jessica can talk about all those things. This is why, if you're listening, if you ever invite me on a show and introduce me as a podcasting guru, it, it makes me twitch a little bit because my co-podcasters can tell you that I'm no, I'm no podcasting guru. I may do things in podcasting, but the actual podcasting is not my forte. It's Elsie's forte, not mine. She works in podcasting very well. But anyway, um, that is what's happening today. And we're going to have to put... Melissa, you are going to have to put a link in the show notes to the tiny pink microphone so people can that are not watching us live can see the tiny little pink microphone and maybe want to buy it themselves. Sure. Okay. That would yeah, be Yeah, let's see. Put that in there. Okay. 
So we can either get to the news or we can talk about something fun. It's up to you. Okay. Dude, you know I'm always up for something fun. Because the news... Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. So, you know how... I Okay, like I said, I'm having my office moved around. And my new office is supposed to be... You know, it's on my back porch. It's going to have light. I bought white things to go with it. But I have a big desk and it's very dark. So I decided that I would cover it in washi tape. And re and redesign my furniture with washi tape. So I bought all this washi tape. First, I'm going to cover it because washi tape tends to be transparent. So first, I'm going to cover it in white duct tape. Just the parts that I'm, you know, like just the surface and the, the parts that I'm doing. Then over the white duct tape, I will be putting washi tape in stripes or a pattern or whatever the hell I can think up to make a pretty and colorful desk. Okay. So I'm not very arty. Like I have good vision, but I don't know that I execute as painstakingly detail oriented as I should. But I just wanted to know what you thought of this idea of taking a piece of furniture that you think is sort of ugly and washi taping it until it's pretty. (laughs) You think I'm insane or what? Listen, I am a... In fact, who has washi tape just within hand's distance? Me. Me. Not me. I have washi I had to buy tape it from Amazon. Look, I have Amazon. Oh, I have washi tape. Very it's very pretty. I love this. I had this in like three colors. Anyway, I got that from Etsy. Great washi tape. Love washi tape. Love it. I mm-hmm. don't know if it'll work. I can't visualize what you're talking about. Like, what do you mean washi yeah. tape furniture? Like, what does that even mean? So, like the edges? So no, like, okay, so like the desk and the sides of the desk, not the legs, are dark, okay. dark brown. All so right. I'm going to cover it in thick white tape so that it's white because washi tape is transparent. If you put it on something dark, it looks like balls. Wait, wait, hold so up, first- hold up. Let's hold, rewind. You said what? the legs and the top part, is that right, is dark? Not the legs. No, not the legs. Just the, yeah, so like when I sit down to the desk... The okay. wooden slab is what yes. I'm doing, not the legs. Okay, but you want to okay. washi tape the entire top layer of yes, ma'am. A desk. I will do the entire top layer. I bought. Thick How did tape this even come up? Tape. I was googling, as you do. I was googling um, desk cover. Okay, because I thought. Because you can't use a tablecloth. If you use a tablecloth and a mouse. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you just, can't do that. It's impossible. Yeah. I was going to have right, to right. nail it to something. And I was trying to figure. Then I saw those spandex covers, but it just would make my desk look like a booth at a trade show, which I also didn't want. So then, you know, I just kept looking. You just get, you know, before you read articles, sometimes if I'm looking for something specific, I just go right to images. So I Googled it in Google images until I saw something that I thought I could do. I don't want to paint it. I don't want to sand it. Because I don't want to ruin it. It's a it's a piece of the brand is Hooker Furniture, which okay. which sells for thousands and resells for almost a thousand. So I was like, if I ruin okay. it, it's, everyone's going to kill me. But if I duct tape it, I can just peel that shit off and sell it as. I mean, it won't be new. It still looks old. It's old. It's twelve years old. It's not that old, I guess, but it's old enough where, um, I don't know. I just didn't want to ruin it. So, so I thought. I thought if I could just tape over it with this and then use washi tape on top. And now Carrie's saying I may have to seal it. What I might also do is is measure it and get a piece of glass tabletop made for on top of that. 
so the washi tape doesn't peel, which I didn't think of. So thank you for that. Yeah, oh, see, Bonnie this is, is exactly what Bonnie said. Tape, yeah, exactly. Duct tape will ruin the finish. Absolutely. I mean, the washi, washi tape won't because wash, the tape, I mean, I literally put washi tape on my paper and then mm-hmm. pull it off and it's fine. So it's, that's mm-hmm. great. But when you said duct tape before the washi tape, that completely defeats, defeats the purpose that of what bad. you're doing. Yeah. You need but washi to, tape is see-through though. Y- yes, like a lot there of are it is some, see-through because it's for paper. Yeah, but not all of it is see-through. I have black washi tape. Another and thing it's I dark. Could do is I have brown black peel, washi tape. I could do peel and stick wallpaper. Will that peel off easily? Because I did get Dude, some of that too. Why not just get like a like a desktop cover? Like they actually make that where there's a lot I've of people that, that do. You know, the handwriting, um, the, well, you probably don't know because I'm obsessed with this, but I watch a lot of streams of people journaling and their camera is, is aimed at their desk, right? Right. And so the what desk, they right. do to change their background is they have, they have a desk cover that they lay on top of their desk and that's how, what and that's what they that, do. What is that though? Hold on. Let me see. Desk cover. Oh, like a mat? Oh. Yeah, it's like a desk mat. And so they just put it on top of it and it looks pretty and nice. Now, why do you want to change the color? Is it because you don't like it's just the dark? So dark, yes. What I kind of like dark, dark is this? It's like the darkest possible wood. It's like cherry. And everything else why? in there is full of what light. What I would so. do, what I would do uh-huh. if it was me, is okay. I would hold off. Don't washi tape. Don't stick anything to the wood. I would set up my desk uh-huh. and see everything, even with the dark wood, uh-huh. and use it and look at it as is, and then decide if it's not the right thing. Because when it's good Wait, wood... Wait. Do don't do anything you, with it. Set the entire. I already have set your, used it as is. It's my desk. You have used it as is, and you don't. It's and my you desk. Still don't like. It's, it's your my desk current. current. Desk. Yeah. And how is it? Because when people look at it, you think that it looks bad because it's so dark, or is it because when you are on it, you always look at it and go, "Oh, it's so dark." It's just the finish is a little chipped. It, I might have, you know. I don't know. It's Who's, just old. But who cares? Is dark. it like I mean, yeah, me? But, I want it to be pretty dead. I want it to be a pretty office. I know that. But if somebody's walking in and they look at your desk, are they going to go, oh, my God, that's the worst dark. De- that's chipped. No, and it's but so I old want and- to walk into my office and think, yeah, I'm so happy I'm here. OK, that's I can I tell you I- that if you do that whole thing with the washi tape, you're going to have a problem with the feel of it. You're going to be like, oh, my God, it's got because it's going to have ridges. The feeling's going to be weird. You're not going to be able to push your your um, keyboard easily. Everything's going to get kind of stuck when you're right. It's going to feel weird. The, the texture. Yeah. The texture's going to be all weird. And I personally am not a fan of writing on glass because then you're going to set something out. You're going to. It's going to, I don't know. I just don't like. So Chrisella and Jenny are asking, what if I do the glass top and then washi tape? Which I guess I could do. 
I think that you could do that. Just make sure that the glass on the outside is not pokey. It's got to be curved because Ooh. if not, you're going to something. So I mean, the, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You you measure. I would measure it, including the round corners. Okay. I don't know. Is it? Listen. I mean, look. I, I live in a house where I have no control over any room. The living room is Scott's. The family room is everyone's. The dining room is the dining room. What can you do in there? Um, you know, and the kitchen doesn't belong to me because I don't use it. My office is the only place that I can make a happy space for me. And when I walk in and see that brown desk, I just feel like it's, I don't know, it just looks boring to me. I want it to look pretty. Yeah, I, mine is, I love it. I just set up my, my office space just yesterday and I am over the moon. Over the moon. I think there's something to be said for having it. It should be, if you love your work, then your office, I feel like should be a little bit of a haven. I absolutely agree. Uh, 100%. In fact, now that I changed my desk to be what it is right now, I'm like, Mm -hmm. it makes me so happy. And I've been so productive, as you could tell from my my meeting notes that I created, because I was so happy to be on my new desk. I'm like, I just want to sit here and write notes. What I would do for you is, I mean, if you really don't want that desk. I mean, yeah, a new desk is short because Bonnie, because I feel a certain type of way. If I have a three thousand to five thousand dollar desk and then instead I buy myself a two hundred dollar desk to use instead, it makes me feel kind of like an asshole, I think. So I thought I'd rather take the desk I have. Well, why don't you sell it and have three thousand plus dollars in the bank? And buy yourself something else that's expensive. Yeah, that is an option. Seriously. It's, Maybe I will. It doesn't make any sense. I know, you're right. And don't sell it. Yeah, keep it and get a new desk, says what Bonnie says. But it's like, who's going to use it? I think that the point here, though, No is, one, that's my point. No one's going to use it. It's like, if even if you have a very expensive whatever it is, if you're not going to use it, it's just going to take up space. What are you going to do? Like, hawk it when the zombie apocalypse happens? <laughs> right. No. The answer I mean, is no, you don't do that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like if it's because of the value, if it's meaningful, like if it was your grandparents. No, or... no, no. I don't get attached to. Sh- no, no, no. I mean, no, it's it's mine that we bought when I came in here. I would sell it like 100 percent because the zombies won't want the desk either. Correct. And if you and if there's a place that somebody else can mm. use it in the house that you know that they are going to use it for sure. Keep it. Yeah. But if you're not, okay. sell it. I mean, the yeah. desk that I'm using right now is a an antique, actually. It's a very old dining room table that my in-laws gave us. It is not necessarily the handiest dining room table. It is actually square. So if you mm-hmm. bring up the sides, it's it's not long. It's a square table. And it's mm-hmm. super kind of really weird and awkward as a dining room table. Therefore, we haven't really used it. And I just mm-hmm. put it into and use it as my desk table. And it is amazing because it's a square. Like if I put one of the parts up, the little parts that pop up on one side, it creates an exact square and it gives mm-hmm. me so much room. I love it. And the feel of it is like super old, hard, good wood. Is it a desk? No, but I love it. And it's dark. It's dark. I love it. It sounds, it looks great. 
I don't know how to explain why I don't like it. I just feel like it, I guess because my office is so small and it's such a big desk, takes up a lot of space. It was so much better when I had it upstairs in a bedroom. But now that it's down here, it was just taking up so much space. And then I thought, well, if I already have it, I may as well make it look like what I want it to look like. And then I can just let it take up space because I don't have to buy another one. Because I just felt, I mean, Carrie, you know, I mean, she's right. Just, I mean, you're both right. Just sell it and get the thing you want. But it's like the thing I want, it's so much cheaper. And I just felt like I'm, it's a waste, but I guess it's not if it's what you want, right? I don't know. It's not a waste because it's already, because you're ruining it. What you're doing is you're going to ruin $3,000 worth of something because you don't like yeah. the way it looks, which is sort of like, Stupid. could you imagine if I decided I don't really like my eye? But I didn't think I'd be ruining it. I thought I would just be able to cover it and then peel the shit off. No, it's not going to work. I really didn't think I'd be ruining it. All right, fine. Well, I'm glad I said something because that probably saved me a lot of time and I'll just return all the beautiful washi. No, you know what? I'm not going to return it. I'm going to cover some other shit with it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cover everything in the house with washi tape is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to washi tape this bitch until everything is colorful and beautiful. And I invite you to come along this journey with me. Washi tape is amazing. I don't even know how this thing even does what it does. Like, I didn't know that you could put tape on a piece of paper. And then, like, take it off. It's so nice. I love washi tape. Yeah, it's the best. Yes. Okay. Thanks for giving us the update on The Office. Cannot wait yeah, yeah, yeah. till Thank you. we see how beautiful it is. And if anybody else has any thoughts about this, we would love to hear your thoughts. I uh, would. Please send them over to feedback at shepodcast.com. What do you do if you have an expensive piece of something or other? Do you cover it up in things so that it looks the way you want it to? Or do you get rid of it by selling it, of course, because you don't want to. What do you do? It's a tough decision. It's free. So I already have it. It's mine to ruin if I so choose. Right? I don't have to spend money to ruin it. Yeah, but you're just complaining about $3,000 worth of desk. You know? I mean, I don't know. I'm actually looking for it, so I'm trying to show you, but I haven't. Wait, did I just find it? I haven't I found know. it yet. I think Facebook is good at um, selling things. It is. Oh, my God. I've been. Oh, my God. That brings me to something else. I have enjoyed so much looking at Facebook Marketplace. Yesterday, I found law or- lawn ornaments that were ducks on the top and bananas on the bottom. <laughs> so weird. It's the weirdest thing I ever saw. And I, for that reason, I wanted them. They were so <laughs> ugly, though. But, like, have you ever just – you know who else does this? Um, Denise Duffield-Thomas does this sometimes, too, where it's like she, she just goes on there and then posts the weirdest crap she can find. That's me. I was just like, what's weird in here that I could buy? Oh, my God. But I heard it's doing pretty good. And I guess they're getting I mean, I don't I haven't ever used it. But like their Facebook groups that are the local Facebook groups, I think would probably be the best bet because you don't want to I'm sure that this desk is heavy and you don't want to. It is very pick it up, whatever. I don't know, whatever you need to do. But I do feel that you can get some pretty decent money off of that. I mean, that's just money that's just sitting there. That's an expensive. Like, I'd be like, I know I'd sell it. And totally get myself even more stuff for my debt, for my kitchen, for my kitchen, for my office. For it would office. be amazing. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I will do that. All the things that you're missing that you're like, ooh, I wish I could do this one little bit here. It would be great. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, okay, yeah. All right. I'll have to look into that. Damn it. Damn it. Gosh, darn it. 
You guys talked me out of my big plan. Okay. Sorry. So here's what I want to talk about. Your first article that you have in our show notes is about ACAST acquiring Podchaser. So for those of you who don't know, sorry, I think I have the hiccups. Podchaser is a company where you can go on, claim your show, look at stats, and I think other people can look at your stats to know whether or not they want to advertise with you, I believe. This is not a good way for you to describe this. Okay, you describe it. I'm doing it wrong. Because for me, that's what I use it for. I have Podchaser, and I use it to like check out shows and see how they're doing. Okay, yeah. But you're, are you paying for it? I just started paying for it, yes. Okay, well, that's, that's the thing. So I don't pay yeah, for Podchaser. if you Podchaser. don't pay for it, it's, it's useless, right? Is no, it's, I don't think it's useless. I actually really liked it. So Podchaser okay. is like the IMDB of podcasts. So in the same, I use Podchaser in the same way that I use IMDB. So if you mm-hmm. go into IMDB and you're like, oh my God, what's that show? Who does that show? Who's the host? Who does the thing? What, what who's it? Like? That's what Podchaser is. It's a database and it has podcasts and it has producers and it has people who work on the show that are do other things. It has interviews. You can have like an interview page like an IMDb, let's say you are a writer or something like that, like you can have that kind of stuff for Podchaser as well. In fact, you can have an a page on Podchaser even if you don't have a podcast because you're a guest all the time. So you can have guests in there. You can look for people's names, all kinds of stuff. So and then you can also do reviews, ratings and reviews in there that are platform agnostic. So you don't have to go into Apple Podcasts. You can do like whatever. It pulls all the stuff in there. Um, so Podchaser okay. has a lot of really great stuff. I have a creator page and I have my top podcasts in there that I have that I listen to all the time. Okay. And um, I find it to be really awesome. So excellent. Yeah. That's how I use it. So once I saw that it was being acquired, I also saw some people making a little bit of a stink about it, like it was going to be bad news or something. A lot of people, and not just some. Is it because ACAST is, pri- I mean, like right now, Podchaser is not privately owned. Therefore, what? It's like service for the people, which it now will only be a service for ACAST. Like, I don't understand why. It's because they have access to that database. So let's say somebody, right. let's say we, she podcasts had a directory and we have been curating the data from all of the people who are part of our Facebook group. Let's pretend all the data in the Facebook group is propriety to us. And let's pretend the 20,000 plus people in our group have given us permission to have their data. Okay. Let's all of the stuff, how old they are, what their show is, uh, where they're hosted, all of the things. And then Somebody else comes in, a larger corporation who currently has been trying to spam thousands of podcasters by just taking their uh, email address out of their RSS feeds and trying to move their podcast into ACAST. So they've been trying to do that. And so they're already emailing all this stuff. So they acquire She Podcast, and now our database is theirs to do whatever it is that they want. But what do they want? What can they do with it that's harmful? They know competitor information. Am I correct? Okay. Yes. People where other shows are hosted, how big those shows are. Correct? Because isn't that what you're getting? Yes. How big? Yes. I don't know if it okay. shows where they're hosted. It must. It must. But I, it does I show where I know that they show. They they have all that okay. information. They have okay. all, right. all of their information for email 
because they have opted into creating these profiles in there. Okay. They have how often they they record, how long the shows are, who the hosts are, all of that stuff they have now. They have access to anything in the back end to be able to see all that stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but think about that. What if you had all the information from our, in quote, what if we acquired all the information from podcast movement? Yeah. Like all of their stuff, like all of the background. All of it would be amazing, correct? But that means that we have access to all of those databases. Like, if there was like a pod chaser of all the podcast yeah, all the podcasting sponsors, conferences, all the, yeah, yeah, uh, like Podfest and like any other podcast conference out there was all in one database. That was a database that was not affiliated with any specific podcasting conference, right? And already there was a podcaster a podcast conference out there who was poaching, trying to get everybody emailing them directly without opt having them opt in and trying to have them change their ticket from she podcast to the other competitor conference. And they were emailing people going like, well, our conference is better mm. than your conference. And, and then they acquired everybody's information, all of it. Yeah. I wouldn't like that if I was an attendee, I guess. Well, not an attendee, but as a boss, now they have all of the information from She Podcast Live competitors, I mean, uh, attendees from Podcast Movement competitor uh, attendees or Podfest. You know what I mean? They, they acquire yeah. that database. So then they're able to, you know, see it. They're able to yeah. see it and yeah. position themselves. <laughs> they're like, see it. Like, how are they <laughs> doing versus what they're doing? Oh, my gosh, we need to go to this conference because they have... XYZ better than that conference. And then we can make our conference better because we can do these things that these other conferences aren't doing. I'm putting it on those terms because that you understand what that's like from yeah, the podcast in the podcasting space. And so for them, for ACAST, it would be they're a podcast hosting company. So they have competition in that realm. They are also mm-hmm. selling ads. So they're into the advertising aspect of it as well. That doesn't mean they'll know what ads everyone's getting, will they? I don't know. And then they have another thing too, where they're acquiring content. So then they would also be able to go like, Ooh, that show. What content? As in like you shows, like, separately, like entire. Separately. Yeah. So those are three okay. things. So they're acquiring yeah. talent okay. slash content, right? Like podcasts with large followings. They are selling ads and they're making money, good money doing that. And so they're getting very strategic and specific. And they are a podcast hosting platform, which obviously that works really well in that little ecosystem where they're selling ads, acquiring creators, and being able to have a hosting platform. So that's like, it's really good. The trifecta is fantastic. Now they have acquired this database of like a lot of podcasts that used to be standalone and now oh. is affiliated. It's kind of like Anchor and Spotify, that they have a lot of information, a lot of podcasts coming in. Now, that's concerning. That said, though, I adore Podchaser. I love Cole. Me too. It's very cool. I adore. I'm so happy yeah. for them. I think they're incredible. I think that they've done great stuff. I'm so proud of them. I always believed in Podchaser. I think Podchaser is an amazing product. I was always like, no, Podchaser's got something going on. I was always saying that because I really 
just found so much value out of it. And so I am super happy with them. I'm just kind of bummed that it's that they're not like in the in the middle of it without affiliated. There's there's no way for ACAST to go. We're going to leave them alone. Think about what happened with Facebook and Instagram. I think they improved Instagram. I like that it's connected. Does that make me a bad person? No, because have you? Well, when's the last time you looked at Instagram and actually saw pictures? This morning. Like pictures, not reels. My feed is all reels. Like, I can't even find a picture. It's because they think they're competing with TikTok. I know. You're right. Exactly. And so now what Facebook is doing is they're looking for that thing to compete against their competitor. And they've completely destroyed what Instagram was. Mm, Yeah, I guess. Are you sure you haven't just looked at so many reels that that's what it's feeding you, though? No, because let me tell you something. No. The minute they pop up, have you noticed that if you even just tap, like sometimes you're scrolling and by mistake, you tap in a reel and then all of a sudden it sends you into the reels and then now you're in the reels and you didn't even choose it. The minute you by mistake do that, it tweaks your timeline. So you didn't choose Mm. it. It's choosing it for you because of the behavior. And I can tell you that this is a thing because I have opened another Instagram account that is my personal private Instagram account that I mm-hmm. don't want anybody to know about that I'm yeah. happily consuming it. And I, and my algorithm is crazy different, crazy different. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. This is like palette cleansing. I mean, Instagram is pretty shady, but that doesn't mean Acast is, does it? Well, dude, that they've been talking about, like, what what they've been doing was shady. They were ripping people's email addresses and emailing them without them being opt in for a long time. I think that they're going to stop now. But here's the thing: it's not that they're being shady. I don't. I really don't think that they're being shady. Something happens whenever a company is public. Okay. They have to hit goals. They have to. And in order for people to hit whatever economic goals need to be hit, that company needs to do anything and everything possible to get that. It's different than anybody else. Like, literally, you just have to tell the board or anybody who has invested in your company, you are beholden to delivering the money. Mm. And thus, you have to make... Like if something's working, why wouldn't you just keep doing it? Even if it's pissing people off, it doesn't matter because you're making the money and the people that you are beholden to are your stakeholders. The stakeholders are the most important thing. I get it. I just wanted you to tell me, oh, it's no big deal. They're not going to do anything with you. I mean, of course, you would never do that, but I was hoping you would. (laughs) Listen, and I may be wrong. I may be totally wrong. And like you might not be. It just depends. Like all of us, I think, are in a position where you're just like, oh, Mind you, I still love, I mean, I love Podchaser. I think that they're amazing. And I don't want to knock on Acast either because sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order for you to move to where you need to do. And sometimes you got to do things that are going to piss people off. Now, it's a challenge to run a business that's making millions of dollars, I, I don't know, Jess. I mean, I'm not a boss of somebody that is uh, making millions of dollars. I know. I wish that you were. 
And I wish that person was me. <laughs> well, I know, right? Um, but I don't, but honestly, I think that it's a hard place to be, to have to, to work in that perspective and have to manage the economics and have to manage how to make sure that you give the stakeholders what they, what you promise them and also to, to, to do a great product and, and what are some ways in which we can continue to grow and iterate and continue mm-hmm. to expand and all of that stuff. And I mean, if we are in a capitalist society, this is what it works on. And if you subscribe to that, then what they're doing is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. So I hope positive because I'll be sad if it's not. That's all. Look at Rafi and and Patrick yet? Yeah, they're both like it's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I think it's Run! really tough. You know, I just I, it's yeah. just it's tough. I I honestly don't want to sit here and like bad mouth a company all the way through without. And I think they were just interviewed on um the CEO was on um Pod News or po- Podland. Acast? Pod Land. Pod Land. No, the CEO it, of Acast was on Pod Land. Yes, the CEO was yeah. on Pod Land. Yes. And so if you all want to hear the CEO talk, then go listen. You know, like, I don't think that we should, without being in dialogue and getting to know people, I, I don't think we're, any of us are in a position to be able to make like, that's evil. Yeah. That's evil. No. Nobody, I don't think, I think there's a lot of in between. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we're going to see, I guess. It's very interesting. It's an interesting experiment, I guess, on who can buy what, right? Yeah. Uh, since we're like been talking for a little bit, I kind of want to talk really quickly about about our friend Sky. God Pillsbury. Well, no, <laughs> she started a new cuz she started a new thinger, huh? Where is that? The squeeze. I love that. The squeeze. This is the squeeze. At substack.com. Yeah. And she wrote her first piece. It's like this super in-depth journalism thing, oh, right? She's so it's good. Like, mm-hmm. She's so good about that stuff. So she reported on NPR um, that they, that you know, they, they kind of like stopped production of the In the Dark halfway through production, which is a podcast. And it was like, it's a whole to do. So I would let you all go read her entire reporting, which was Amazing. And also everyone, particularly in the She Podcast community, needs to subscribe to Sky's new newsletter called The Squeeze, which is the coolest yep. um, newsletter name ever. Website is this is the squeeze.substack.com. Yes. And so just subscribe. Sky is phenomenal. She is such an incredible human. And I'm so glad that she's back at this doing some reporting, which is really, really awesome. I love it. Yay. Woohoo. So I think to wrap a little bit of this up, Jess, shall we talk about what what she podcast is doing at Podcast Movement? Even if it's like high level or like, you know. Okay. We are going to have a booth and it will have some level of interaction as well as a possible photo op spot. So like we're, I'm trying to figure out how to do both at the same time. So, I mean, it's only a 10 by 10 space. So like either it's going to have something, I mean, it's definitely going to have something interactive that you can do and put up 
in, in frame. It'll be like a, it'll be like living art. And then I'm not sure if that will be the photo op or if I'll have another wall dedicated to like our logo and something that uh-huh. you can take pictures of, like either in a frame or something. But yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm going to be at the booth almost the whole time because I end up not seeing people when we do parties. So that's why I'm excited to be at a booth. I know that it's going to be hard work. In fact, probably just watching you will stress me out because we're right across from Libsyn. So just staring at Elsie all day while she like plasters on us. I mean, I'm sure when she sees you guys who are listening, she's happy because our people we love. It's people we've never met before that make her justify her like her business. That's what she can't stand is when people go up and go, so why should I pick Libsyn over every other podcast host? And, and everyone at Libsyn is just like, uh, because I mean, there are differences. No, of course there's differences. They know the answer. It's like having people that you love, like all standing next to each other. And then like somebody's looking for a partner and they're like, hey, what do you think? Do, do you like Elsie better or Jess? Who should we go to dinner with, Elsie or Jess? It's like going to a shoe store and Steve Madden is standing next to Betsy Johnson and you make them go, okay, why should I buy your shoes over her shoes? Yeah. Okay, why should I buy her shoes over your shoes? It's just a matter of personal press and style and, yep. and what just whatever you jive with. So yeah, so I'll be across from Elsie. I really, really encourage you to come up and say hi and visit. I will have staff with us as well, Elsie. So Margie will be there. She's the director of sponsorship. Jen, our events director, will be there, and she now has an assistant, Shira, and Shira will be there as well. You have a, oh, you did meet Shira. She was at uh, PodFest. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. You met Shira, yeah. I'm surprised Shira didn't get COVID because she's extremely extroverted, and I saw her flitting around, chatting it up with strangers. I know she didn't know, so I was just like, that girl, I mean, I'm just amazed that we got COVID, she didn't. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, you and I were like, oh, my oh I'm going to hide in the corner. Yeah. We were like, hello, we're going to hide over here in the corner. Thanks for talking to us tonight. And Shira was everywhere. I mean, maybe she had a more recent vax than me. Mine was November, so maybe that was the problem. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're fine. We're fine. We're over it. One more thing. Let's talk about the new emojis. This is my favorite thing to talk about with you. New emojis. It looks to me like we are getting high five, but only halfway, right? I think it's this. Like, it's the, but it's no, but it's sideways. Look at your link. It's like, yeah, this. it's like, I know. Yeah, and also sideways. the shaking head looks weird. The shaking head is oh, like, let me see. it's like, the what? Shaking head. it's like that, but it's like, it's what blurred. is that? It's blurred to imply movement, which is interesting. There's ginger root, a moose, a donkey wings. Only the right wing. I don't see the left wing. That's fucking bizarre. A goose, a jellyfish, a crow. What, something that looks like a recorder, but I'm guessing is some type of ethnic flute that I don't recognize. But it kind of looks like a recorder, except it's got green bands, which look like they indicate something. Maracas, a pick for your hair, and, and a, I guess a, a Japanese fan. And peas, snow peas, which I love. Is that it? That can't be it. I thought they do like a hundred at once. This is like they 17. do a lot, but I think that maybe those are the famous, the famous ones. These are the best ones. Not the best, the famous ones, the ones that people are covering. So this is going to be fifteen. It includes new mammals, birds, and a jellyfish, moose face, donkey, blackbird, goose, and a wing. Hyacinth, ginger, and pea pods are also on the way. Latin music fans will be pleased to hear maracas will be there. 
And if you're forced to play recorder or flute, the flute emoji is arriving. Oh my God, I was right. It's a, it's a recorder. Uh, in total, there are 31 new ones, which is significantly less than the 112 they did last year. I knew it. God, I'm good. In fact, it's the smallest number of new emojis Unicode has ever recommended at any one time. All right. You know what's going to happen is they're going to take that half high five and find a way to make it dirty by putting something here so that it looks like it's coming in for the... Mm. I mean, I'll work, I'll work on it and get back to you. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, funny. Look, Patrick just shared this little face, the one with the fingers like this. That's the one that I really like. I love the one with the hands on the face with the peeking finger. I love that. That's my favorite. There's one I've been using. Clearly, I don't know what it means, but let me just There's one I've been using kind of often um, because normally the one that I use often is the one with the straight lines for eyes and straight lines yes. for the mouth, which yes. kind of means like, like, okay, smart pants. Yeah. But this like, one I've eh. been using too. Wait, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The one with no mouth. It's just eyes open and no mouth. I really like that one. I'm not sure why. I like that one too. And I also like the one where the the face is smiling, but also melting into the... <laughs> that one I haven't actually used because I like it, but I haven't used it in context. Like I just, I haven't found a yeah. reason to use that. I think... To me, I mean, I'm probably not using it right, but to me, it just means like I'm slowly, you know, like my brain is Swiss cheese or I'm slowly melting or help. I'm, I'm not my, I don't know. I've just, I've been using it to like, as like an apology emoji for if I get something wrong, I'm probably not using it right, but that's what I use it for. And I mean, that's why I've been using it a lot because that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm always wrong and apologizing. That's my life. Like the beginning of the show. If you didn't catch that, rewind to the beginning where you can hear me make mistakes about how to record. So you'll enjoy it very much, I'm sure. Okay. If there is nothing else, then I would like to thank you all for being with us, especially those of you who watch this live. If you want to find today's show notes, you can find them on ShePodcast.com. You can also check out more information about ShePodcast Live, which is our live conference that's going to be in Washington, D.C. this fall, October 11th through the 14th. Check out ShePodcastLive.com. Also, again, you can find it on ShePodcast. Also, you can find out information about our membership, which is a monthly membership where we have a ridiculous amount of education library, as well as QAs with Elsie and myself and Tracy DeForge. So that's membership.shootpodcast.com. You can find us on social, on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, at ShePodcasts. Check out Sky's newsletter. This is the squeeze.substack.com. Thank you guys so much for being with me and Elsie for being with us. Why did I say me? I feel, I guess I'm self-centered today. okay. Love you. Mean it. Bye.